takes a lot of love and guesswork. Thankfully, we don't have to do it alone. We need each other. And when we step up to be there for each other, it makes a world of a difference. Then we're not alone. We're three hermanas who are moms, wives, and share how we do life, family, and faith. I think for me, teaching my little one and my future little ones, the intrinsic values that we hold as Americans, yeah. the fact that we are yeah. all created equal mm-hmm. um, in the eyes of God, like those words that our founding fathers placed on these beautiful documents that are forever there. Join our familia as we learn together, laugh, and have sometimes loud and crazy conversations. I love the fact that, you know, we are blessed to be, um, to be, to be born here. No, no. And I'm blessed to be in America. Poor Evelyn's like, I'm done with I'm done. Done. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Peace out. I'm blaming on Mabel. Welcome to a little mass. Hola, hola. <laughs> As I'm just doing that, I was like doing it, you know, preparing but, her. Yeah, <laughs> mouthing it. <laughs> hola, hola, familia. This is episode six. Episode six. Wow. Oh, wow. So we've been doing this for six weeks. Yeah. We're so professional. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are we getting the hang of it now, though? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I still have little mini conversations while I'm getting ready at what I'm going to say. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) We have brand new every time we come back on. Yeah, with me, I I try that, but that doesn't work. Because anything that I might have thought, oh, this would be great, just goes out the window. And I'm just like, I'm just totally green when I come in. The smart thing would be to write Write down the notes. (laughs) Yeah. And then just make little mental notes. We don't do the smart thing. (laughs) (laughs) We like to fly just... On the fly yeah. there. <laughs> well, Familia, thank you for taking us with you wherever you are, whether it's traffic, maybe you're heading traffic, off traffic. somewhere. Um, but as always, uh, sit down with us and let's... We're in traffic, they're already sitting. <laughs> yeah. Sit down on the, what I was going to say metaphorical table, but no. On this, what is it, imaginary table? Just sit down. All I know is you and them imaginary <laughs> just things. Sit, just sit down, up. be humble. <laughs> Sit down, grab a cafecito, your tea, I don't know. Some masa pan, or oh, some pan That's dulce. A, uh, what is that? A reference Kendrick, to Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar reference, yeah. um, I haven't heard that. I mean, I have. You probably have. I'm, I'm sure you have. Pop, no, the oh. interesting thing is I am. But I'm oh, okay. like, I don't know. Odd when it comes to Maybe you just haven't had time to sit down and like listen, listen to. No, no okay. I think I tried listening to him. I don't think he was my style. Oh, I got it. Not that he wasn't good. He just yeah. wasn't my style. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So he's dancing. I need yep. a little bit. I think I, I think <laughs> I need a little more. Mm-hmm. More like. A, a, not How, a, a house beats? I'm just kidding. Not a house beat, but a little more like. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> that was all wrong. This was a squirrel eating a nut. <laughs> that was so jacked. <laughs> better beats yeah. than you do and he's just he's barely one yeah your son is a he's he's an expert so um, but the sad thing is i got what you were saying okay though, but you um so what what i don't know it's just it's just something i think you know what it is once you hear it yeah and i i mean i tried listening to it because uh-huh. or listening to him because he was like all the hype and he probably yeah. really still is yeah. but when he first kind of came out and i just couldn't gravitate towards him yeah not because he was again not that he's mm-hmm. not good but there's just something mm-hmm. that didn't like, click. Well, with like me. I, I know for me, like for instance, um, I do have to listen to, like his censored album. Yes, me too, you know? for sure. Um, but his lyrics are very thoughtful and like well thought out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a really intelligent like um, rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what I like. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate it when it's just nonsense. Yeah, me too. You know, and. Yeah. It's not nonsense. When you're a good lyricist, that's what counts. Yeah. Like he talks about, you know, very um, profound, deep things and they make me stop and think. And so that's why I mm-hmm. like him. But yeah, <clears throat> I do have to listen to the the clean versions of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, because the Lord says yeah. what goes in and out. You know? Yep. Yep. See the Eminem. 
I saw video. it after the fact. Oh, did you? After the fact. I remember it was like blowing up my news feeds uh-huh. on my phone. And yeah, me too. I, I saw it on like all sorts of news outlets. Yeah. During, I, that's how I saw it. I, yeah. I think I had a blurb on it on um, the news, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, app or something. And it was like... Yeah. Oh, Eminem is back or something, and I yeah. <laughs> clicked on it, and then I was like, "Oh, this is, uh, <laughs> this is heavy." <laughs> yeah, and so I remember I was like, "Well, let me see what this is all about." So if you don't know, <clears throat> if you haven't watched it, mm-hmm. it's Eminem, and he's rapping in a what like, like parking a park, garage, yeah, parking mm-hmm. garage, yeah, and he is laying a new one into President Donald Trump, Trump. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he sure is, yeah, and it's the thing is, <laughs> here's the thing. I've always, while I I pick and choose which songs of Eminem I even listen to, and they for sure have to be, you know, the clean cut, the edited versions. But um, is there? Well, I here's mean, the thing. I mean, debato, debatable, debatable, debatable. I'm thinking that thing, and, and that's why it came out that way. Yes. <laughs> All the point for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. No, but I think, okay, I remember when Eminem first came on the scene, loved mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. He's a great lyricist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's is. another one. His, I will and give you that thing, hands down. That's the thing is, his music, I think, I like his music even without the lyrics, which is mm-hmm. what I was getting at with Kendrick oh, Lamar. Okay. But really, but Kendrick Lamar's music is like, like he brings back like soul elements he and does. like old R&B. Well, I tried once, I tried to listen to it and then I was like, okay, he's not my sound. I okay. never picked it up again. Okay. Oh, okay. But I feel like with Eminem, it's like, even if you listen to the clean version of it, there's mm-hmm. still something you're like, oh, yeah, he, yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know if I can listen to him so much now. Like the old, the old records that then, I used there to, some yeah, they were pretty, yeah, just like I skip, skip, skip. I know. And I was like, I probably, this is probably not the wisest thing to be listening mm-hmm. to. Yeah. You know, you know, but I <clears throat> loved his voice. Mm-hmm. Like I think he was oh, yeah. one of my favorite rappers. And he can kind of sing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think why I kind of gravitated to, I, like I said, I didn't like purchase his albums or anything, but yeah, I remember maybe. I listened mm-hmm. to some of his tracks and it was mostly because I kind of tend to gravitate towards the mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he was, you know, one of these kids that grew up with parents with substance abuse issues. He's talked about Munchausen syndrome, mm-hmm. you know, and so oh, for wow, me, yeah, with his mom. Oh, okay. And so for me, I like gravitate towards that stuff because that's something that I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. Not because, you know, I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. No, mm-hmm. it's because for me, you know, that's the field of work that I'm in is like yeah. helping people. Yeah. And so I just listening to it, you just... You hear how this child, his inner child, is writing down these lyrics mm-hmm. about all the pain he's been through, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always think, there was this rapper back in the days, KJ52, he was a Christian rapper. Uh-huh. He's still a rapper. Yes, he still is. <laughs> KJ52 is like, uh, I'm still here. But I'm saying, he's still around. He's still making music. <laughs> I'm saying for people that might not know him, you know But yes, he was, he was <clears throat> the Christian alternative to yes. Eminem. And yes. I, the thing is, I think KJ52 came out before Eminem, yes, but because you know, growing up He's, in a Christian household, yes. and you couldn't really listen to Eminem, yeah, you had to find somebody that kind of satisfied that Eminem, Eminem, <laughs> Eminem, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, something, yeah, but yeah, he Craving was, or whatever, he yeah. was the one, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But so here's the thing: is I remember He's so great, I, yes, and I remember he is, he is, he is. Who okay, different? <clears throat> yes, he is. Okay. But I remember, rapper. although I'm just well, no. Anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't listened to none of his more current uh-huh. stuff, but that's because I'm about other artists li- lately. But I do love KJ52. And mm-hmm. one of the things I loved about him was he had written a song that mm-hmm. was directed towards Eminem, yeah. where he writes, you know, I know what it's like to go through all that hurt and all that pain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you allowed Christ into your heart, you could do so much because there's you have such a big following. Mm-hmm. So many kids love you. They look yeah. up to you. You know, and that always kind of stayed with me like, wow. And I always prayed like, please, Dear Lord. Slim. That's what it's called. Dear yeah. Slim. Mm-hmm. And I always prayed, please, Lord, let Eminem hear this song. <laughs> like, let him, you know, like, and you then just thought about. So he can start making Christian Well, music. you just thought like, oh my gosh, how many <laughs> so people, how many people he would be able to reach for the yes. kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. you know? He's, am- I, I really think Eminem is one of the, He's a really great lyricist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His stuff is always kind of a little on the inappropriate side, but a little. well, a lot. But you know, he's he's a good lyricist. I mean, you, the way he can write about pain and the tragedies and the trauma mm-hmm. that he's been mm-hmm. through, you're like, man. And that is a healing. You know, it can be a healing tool. Yeah. Back to this video of <laughs> yes. him. Uh, so he's pretty much, yeah, just um, he draws a line. Yeah. Where he's saying, look, we see all of these racial tensions going on, things that are happening. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so, yeah, like Evelyn said, here is the line. Mm-hmm. I'm on this side of the line where I feel, I don't know, you guys fill in. I yeah, he, he was pretty much saying he was very dissatisfied with the way that President Trump has been running the nation <laughs> mm-hmm. and kind of his leadership skills and mm-hmm. whether or not he has shown compassion and empathy towards people like in Puerto Rico, you know, mm-hmm. or in these in the occasions where we've had these natural disasters. Mm-hmm. He feels like, you know what, you've been kind of a cop out. You haven't been there for the, you know, Puerto Rican people to be there to help them, to help them build, to, you know, or rebuild, I'm sorry. And so he just felt like, and then on top of that, you're criticizing people like Colin Kaepernick saying, you know, that he's just this horrible example to Americans and how, you know, he shouldn't be allowed to play. And he's like, and really, you're only doing that to get the attention off of you Mm -hmm. and put it onto people like him who are just trying to be the voice for people that don't have a voice, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. so he does finally at the end kind of say to his fans, look, and I think it's very intentional going back to what you're saying, Mames, because he knows that the majority of his audience mm-hmm. is blue collar, white collar Americans, mm-hmm. you know? They're, and so he gets a different pool of audience than, say, people like Snoop Dogg gets, mm-hmm. you know? And that's kind of been the articles I've been reading. That's what they're saying, mm-hmm. you know? So a lot of these you know, African-American artists are like, you know what, props to you, Eminem, because you were able to speak for us because mm-hmm. we can reach a certain population, but who really are we impacting? Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. if the rest of our nationality or ethnicity kind of agrees with us, but we can't take it further, mm-hmm. you got it into, you know, the white collar, blue collar home. Yeah. You know, white America, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's one of those things where it was See, very crazy polarized, but... I- I when I watched it, I didn't even stop and think about that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh man!" Yeah. See, I was kind of—I like, don't know—I I had such conflicting thoughts about it. Um, it is definitely one of those that's very uh, polarizing. Yeah, but I—I I, sure. I, I, I think for me it was just like, "Oh man!" Like, you know, I just felt like, well, the fans or whatever that voted for Trump—it's mm-hmm. <clears throat> just hard to generalize them as all. You're all racist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And yes. you're all, and so I, that's why I kind of took it that way. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, regardless if I agree or not with, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether or not you voted for Trump or whatever it is, because mm-hmm. um, we're all given that right to vote for uh, exactly, you know, who yeah. we feel we need to vote for. But, um, but that's why, that's why I was just like, oh man, mm-hmm. like that sucks because those people that are maybe your fans that maybe did vote um, for Trump. And, are, and right. are a little dissatisfied with how he's been handling things, but, you know, aren't really in control, might but, feel like that's very personal. Yeah. But I think when he says that, you know, mm-hmm. you're for or against, yeah. I think it's because he's kind of going on the on the offense. Yeah. He's 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 going ahead. He like knows that mean? there's going to be backlash. Yeah. That's so true. he's like, yeah, I get it. You're going to hear this. And you're going to feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start saying, hey, I'm boycotting you. I'm not buying your cigarettes. I'm tossing them all in the trash. And he's like, okay, mm-hmm. I already know that's going to happen. Um, so you know that I know. So <laughs> this is what I think. Mm-hmm. So here's the, <laughs> yeah, pretty much what he did. <laughs> that's Which, how I, that's how, because I didn't, I didn't watch the video. I mm-hmm. read the lyrics. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and I sat there and watched the video. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Yeah. So I don't even know how it I goes. I was like, what is this about? But I, I, um. I was reading the lyrics because I was like, okay, everybody's like talking about this. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, when I got down to that, I was like, yeah, I think he's just, he's just getting ahead of it mm-hmm. and saying, oh, okay. I know how you're going to react. There's going to be, there's going to be people, not everybody, but there's going to be so people. So here's my answer to yes. your reaction. Yes. Yeah, so you can try and say all you want, but this is mm-hmm. how I think. And this is what I think of you now. So are you, mm-hmm. are you thinking it, almost now. like a. It's not going to hurt me in the way you think it's going to hurt me. Possibly. I mean, I'm okay with you not wanting to buy my record. Like, I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. I think you don't agree with my political I think him and his marketing saying. team probably sat down and saying. they had, I'm sure everything was done intentionally. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't course. think he just How was like I, on a whim and just, otherwise he would just release it on yes on YouTube or on mm-hmm. Facebook Live, I think. Uh-huh. You know, and after was, his album came out. Yes. Yeah. That's You true. know, but I think it was all intentional. Again. I'm not saying that was bad. I mm-hmm. think it was smart marketing mm-hmm. to say, okay, you know, let's tackle on this issue to raise a lot of awareness to a new city that's coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I think, what were they saying? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea. I mean, I know what you were saying. I don't know where you were going with it. Yeah. You, were, you know, you're talking about like the marketing and all that. <laughs> that, that it was, was very good marketing. That it was intentional. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was intentional. The whole mm-hmm. thing was intentional from the very beginning. Yeah. So I think when he, when him and his team sat down and they said, okay, this is what we're going to put forth, they mm-hmm. already knew the reaction they were going to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I don't, I don't by any means think he doesn't, he doesn't stand by what he's right. saying. Yeah. I just think that it was, you know, planned out. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, I'm I not saying it's that. wrong. Yeah. He has a team that their whole job is to make sure that he sells records. Mm-hmm. And they accomplished that feat. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. made sure that, that he had the publicity that he needed. There's been other um, artists, uh, just, I was talking to my, you know, you girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking familia. I'm trying to let you in and let you know what I was thinking. <clears throat> um, just kind of going through, Lecrae is a Christian rapper from Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? Raised in San Diego, but he's in Atlanta now. Uh, and he just came out with an, an album called um, All Things Work Together. And one of his songs is titled Facts. Mm-hmm. And he explains, and he's he's back, you know? And so he talks about how he's always had this struggle because he's been a believer all of his life, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? But a lot of his ministry has been supported and encouraged mm-hmm. by mainstream white America, mm-hmm. right? And so for him, he's like, okay, well, I'm black, I'm African-American, mm-hmm. and my audience is primarily white America. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is who's been helping me spread this ministry yeah. and, you know, has supported my my album sales and all this stuff. And he's had mentoring through, mm-hmm. you know, um, like white, white pastors that pastors, are amazing. Yeah. God uses them incredibly. But they have a very... Like their their um, mentality regarding <laughs> certain things that have gone on, or you know, and it's a tough thing because it's like we are called to love mm-hmm. and we're called to show grace, but then I'm thinking Lecrae's an African American male who has mm-hmm. seen a lot of injustice, and so for him, and one against lived a, in it too. yes, against you know African Americans, it's one thing to see it, and it's another thing to actually experience it because he's a he's an African American man yes. in the United States, yes, you know? and so it's like he gets. His mentoring from you know white pastors who are amazing and they love on him and and they support him but i don't necessarily think and one, one of the things that he'll express is they haven't lived what i've lived in that mm-hmm. regard when it comes to segregation and um <coughs> racial profiling yeah. and discrimination mm-hmm. and so he's being reminded by them you know we're called to love we're called mm-hmm. to show grace he's like okay but when does the injustice end though yeah. when yeah. does that end so his his song entitled facts is about look i've been told by the church I felt like you whispered that I've been told by the... No, I mean, that's... Well, it's because I feel a certain type of way about it, too, if uh-huh. I'm being honest, you know, because I do believe that we're called to love on each other, mm-hmm. but I also feel like injustice is injustice, and we can't be blind to that. Mm-hmm. And so for him, it's like, I've been told by people that have been my mentors that I really need to be a little more quiet oh, and not wow. share my experiences. These are his lyrics mm-hmm. in the album. I need to not share. They call me now a radical. They say I'm for Black Panther, you know? And and so he, I mean, there are some things you're like, whoa. I mean, you know, it's deep mm-hmm. and it's it's out there. But I mean, his whole thing is like, but look, this is what I know. So yeah, while I'm saved and I still believe in Jesus and I'm, you know, I'm proclaiming his name, at the end of the day, I still see injustice and that needs to stop. Once he came out with like albums like, um, I don't know. It might have been Church Clothes or not, but Anomaly Church for was one sure. of the ones that for sure the message pe- oh, yes, was yes, making yes. Was kind the church of, feel a type of way yeah, about it. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's what it was. So, um, And he was saying that since then, he's just received a lot, a lot of backlash, right? Where mm-hmm. there would be days that he would be like, God, what, what do I do? Like, mm-hmm. you have called me. You've given me this platform. You've called me to kind of wake up the church yeah. to these things, mm-hmm. you know, to the way we're making people feel when they enter our doors, you know, because, mm-hmm. and the reason why we say that is because the church itself has kind of forgotten these things that Christ has taught us, yeah. right? Like I was reading Micah 6, 8 right now in the Bible. Micah says, he has told you, right? God has told you, oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness mm-hmm. and to walk humbly mm-hmm. with your God? Mm-hmm. And it feels like we're forgetting that, you know? And so that's why people are getting a different image of what the, of the church Mm -hmm. instead of what Christ wanted for us to look like, you know? And so some people felt like, why are you attacking us? Why are you attacking the church? You know? And I think he was trying to show like, no, I'm not, please don't see it that way. Like, I'm, I'm sorry if you feel like, oh, if a person listens to them, like, see, Lecrae gets it. That's mm-hmm. why the church sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, what he's trying to say is what I'm trying to do is show you, like, I have struggled with these things, too, mm-hmm. as a believer, not walking the way Christ has wanted me to walk. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying, church, because I love you, let's put a mirror in front of us and ask God, God, show us the ways in which we are not 
um, you know, representing, representing you, you exactly, yeah, exactly. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard to see that because yeah. there was a moment I was like, Lecrae, what are you doing? Yeah, you know. But I, I saw it and I was like, man, yes, we need that. We need those reminders. Mm-hmm. We need people of God to come up and be like, look, we probably aren't hitting the mark here. Yeah, yeah. And we need to stop because if yeah, not, we're going to push people further and stuff, further yeah. away. I think. I think it's really easy to forget other people's troubles. Yes. Yeah. Because you're not living them your yes. own. So I think you're right because I remember when I started seeing him kind of start talking more about issues that affected him as a person, mm-hmm. like you know when it comes to race. Yeah, I was like, oh, that was my initial reaction. But you're right; um, it's because I wasn't I was in my little bubble yeah. at that moment, thinking, yeah. okay, we everything were- should just be about this. But the reality is, there were yeah. people people within the church that were hurting. Yes, um, because they were being treated differently mm-hmm. because they were living. They were seeing a different world. Yeah. Yes. Um, than what maybe what we were experiencing yes. on our end. I feel like maybe he thinks it's his responsibility to be that voice mm-hmm. for those that are going through something to yeah. make us aware of what it's like to live their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think mm-hmm. I think that's something that we tend to like we're talking about earlier, we forget about is that we all have our own experiences mm-hmm. and unless somebody talks about it, you won't know. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I always pull to is regardless of, of color, regardless yeah. of ethnicity, of culture, whatever, we're human. We were created by God mm-hmm. in his image. We are precious to him no matter who you are, where you come from, yeah. where you've been. He loves us. He loves you, mm-hmm. right? And so in that regard, it's like he he could love us so much and yet we're over here being divisive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, oh no, I can only kick it with this click, this type of person. Mm-hmm. That's not what God has called us to do, yeah. you know? And so that's one of the things that we've talked about in I want to say an episode ago about how we're a melting pot in America. That should be what we do. Want to learn about each other's cultures, ethnicity. Mm -hmm. And yet that's the one thing that's dividing us as a nation. And that breaks my heart. But more importantly, that breaks God's heart. And that's what we should be. Like you said, Mabes, that's what we should be looking out for. And so people like Lecrae, you know, who are trying to be a voice out there, I think kudos. It's Mm -hmm. true. We need, we are called to love and be that good Samaritan. Yeah. And -hmm. it's not easy to hear, but that's who we need to be. Definitely. So with that, we always want to remember that uh, everyone is fighting their own fight. So October 15th is known as Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Day. And um, we are titling this next segment, uh, Healing After Loss. And so, Familia, if you have personally experienced any kind of grief and loss, particularly as it pertains to pregnancy and infant grief and loss, or any other type of loss for that matter, we want you to know it is okay if in order to take care of yourself, you need to step away, walk away from this podcast at this moment. There's no shame in that. We will be sharing some personal stories, personal accounts that might really trigger some very raw emotions if you've been dealing with that. Mm -hmm. So it's all right to walk away. You can always catch up with us during our next podcast. We love you the same no matter what. Having said that, since our topic for today is in regards to grief and loss and how we heal from that, I thought it was very appropriate to share the definition of loss. So what is loss? Mm -hmm. Dictionary defines loss as a, the fact or process of losing something or someone. That's a very common definition that we're all very aware of. One of the ones that really resonated with me was the second one. And it's loss has to do with the state or feeling of grief when deprived of someone or something of value. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really your definition that second one i think it encompasses a lot because um i know it's pregnancy and infant Mm -hmm. loss awareness but i think there might be some familia out there that's listening maybe they haven't experienced you know or maybe you haven't experienced um pregnancy and infant loss Mm -hmm. but you're yearning for Mm -hmm. you know something Mm -hmm. um a little one or not even a little one maybe even a partner Mm -hmm. um you've lost a family member Mm -hmm. a friend going even something like losing employment can trigger Mm -hmm. grief and loss Mm -hmm. things that that are valuable to us that we that we want that we treasure losing anything like that can be something that triggers grief and loss Mm -hmm. yeah i think in our case i think as we look around um Mabel, Sally, and myself, mm-hmm. I think we have various different um, experiences when yes. it comes to um, pregnancy or infant loss mm-hmm. or even infertility. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel as though 
a few years back, this was a topic that wasn't really spoken about. Yeah. I mean, um, there was a time when I know in, in our case, we, we were, um, we were trying to have a child and it wasn't happening with me, my husband and I, we've been married for 10 years now Mm -hmm. and we just had our first child last Mm -hmm. year. We just celebrated his first birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. to me, that second definition that Sally read, which mm-hmm. is, you know, feeling like um, lost over something that you value, that you value, mm-hmm. that you want, mm-hmm. that to me was loss. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've now like you read that. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was, I was grieving a loss mm-hmm. every single day as I would oh, yeah. walk through the streets or yeah. go to a baby shower mm-hmm. for um, one of a friend, a family, somebody. Yeah. And as much as, you know, you were um, celebrating uh-huh. that new life, um, for me, that was painful. Mm-hmm. So there's there are different um, types of loss. Yeah. Sally said, you know, it could be, you know, maybe you're yearning for a husband, your, a husband or, or a yeah. wife. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to you, it's like you're grieving that loss because you're yearning for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I never knew that that could. Yeah. yeah. I never saw it that way. I That's mean. true. Yeah, because you could be grieving a parent, yeah. a family member, yeah, there's a friend. Yeah. My story started um, in 2013 uh, in October. My husband and I had been married already uh, for four years at that time. And God had kind of carried us through um, difficult seasons, mm-hmm. you know, before that. So in the moment... I think once I found out that I was pregnant, I felt like, oh, this was God, kind of his perfect timing, Mm -hmm, you know, and this was now the moment that he was blessing us with our little one. I remember finding out, showing my husband, I didn't even plan any like big Pinterest reveal Mm -hmm. for him because I was just so excited. We've been praying for this. And um, finally, our little one was coming. Mm -hmm. And um, time passes by. We're excited. We're thinking, you know, I'm starting to pin things on Pinterest of a, you know, the nursery and what it's going to look like for my little one. And I'm, you know, checking off my dates to, cause I'm so excited for maybe that mm-hmm. day that I finally get to see, you know, my little one on the ultrasound. And then, um, crazy enough, I found out on a Sunday, um, things kind of go wrong on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, the next Monday I called the doctor, set up an appointment. They, immediately see me and that's really rare with you know kaiser because mm-hmm. there's so many people they have to see so they i go in and the doctor does the ultrasound on me um and i am the whole time i'm like praying i'm praying 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 you know god please let my baby be okay please have the doctor tell me oh everything's fine this is mm-hmm. normal um you know it's this and give me an explanation for why i i was going through what i was going through but everything's fine your baby's mm-hmm. okay but I can tell that there's some hesitation on his end. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes some samples and everything. And then, um, and just going through that, as I'm thinking back, was pretty traumatizing. Um, thinking back on that. Yeah. Um, so then he sits me in his office, which I, that's when I felt like, oh no, Lord. Like this is either, hey, it's all right. This, mm-hmm. this is kind of, you know, what I saw. Or here's your bad news. Mm-hmm. And it was the latter. Um, he sits me down and tells me, you know, that he's very sorry to tell me, even though it's still preliminary and he's sending off everything to the lab, but it looks like he, it was hard for him to find um, anything, to find mm-hmm. my baby. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I, I just, um, I just broke down and he, um, in like God's infinite mercy, he just tells me, you know, he's trying to reassure me and telling me that it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where your mind goes. Mm-hmm. Was it that box I picked up? Mm-hmm. Was it this? Was it that? Right. Because I was sweeping, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And um, yeah, so that was really, really hard. And um, telling my husband was hard and telling my family who I had, uh, you know, who were so excited to meet this little yeah. one, I think was hard for them too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, it was... Um like I said earlier, we'd been, we'd been, um, trying to get pregnant for years. And, um, finally one day we made an appointment with the, um, the fertility specialist or infertility specialist. 
and um everything was pointing the right direction you know like we ended up getting categorized as an unexplained infertility Mm -hmm. issue and so um after i think we went through maybe four cycles we weren't doing ivf we were just you know doing like assisted to kind of just up our chances a Mm -hmm. few more percentages um in our favor and um every single time we'd we'd go for one of the rounds every single negative was like a punch in the gut yeah and so we took a break i remember i emailed my doctor and i was like okay we're gonna take a break we'll resume again like april or may of Mm -hmm. 2016 and then um for some reason or another i i ended up having to go to the doctor and so i bought a pregnancy test just in case you know they wanted to give you medicine or whatever yeah um i could say hey you know i can't again i don't know why i thought to pick one up Mm -hmm. but i did i go i um the test and um again by this point i had already taken so many tests Mm -hmm. um and um so i go to see you know what the result was and i saw um a very faint double line Mm -hmm. or the second line and i wanted to in my mind do like this great you know announcement to my husband like you see on pinterest Mm -hmm. or whatever and that never occurred because I just called him because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I'm thinking, okay, this has got to be, I think I'm at this point wanting to see that line so bad. I'm making it up in my mind. Yeah. I'm forcing myself to see something that's not there. So I call mm-hmm. him over and he comes in and he sees it and he confirms it. And we're like super excited. I take a picture of it, the whole yeah. thing. Cause I'm my mind's already thinking, I want to like use this picture to present it to somebody. I'm thinking mm-hmm. our prayers have been answered the whole mm-hmm. thing. I go to the doctor. Everything is okay. So they confirm that we're pregnant. Um, sends me to go do like an ultrasound real quickly just because um just to double check um we get the results and it says that you know there's nothing there so already this was our pregnancy was already starting kind of like weird mm-hmm. and um we had to go through a few um that same week we had to go back to do another ultrasound another draw more blood because things weren't looking the way they should have been looking on thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh 2015 um i remember that we were gonna celebrate thanksgiving i was at mabel's house Mm -hmm. and we're like you know setting things up and everything like that and then um next thing i know we were at the er Mm -hmm. and um getting you know blood work done and everything and um they the with kaiser they email you your results yeah and so um we had already gotten the email that told me what my blood level was at Mm -hmm. and i didn't really know where that before and it was Mm -hmm. down to 100 and me i'm rational i'm seeing you know the evidence before me and i told my husband i was like it's that's it i lost the baby yeah well i haven't um experienced a miscarriage my grief and my loss comes from issues with infertility uh, early on in my marriage yeah. you know i shared at the beginning of our experience with the podcast that this november i'll be married 12 years mm-hmm and the first four years of my marriage, I could not conceive. Well, my husband and I could not conceive. Yeah. And so that was something that I always longed for and wanted. And I would try to rationalize it by like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. But deep down in my heart, I was. Yeah. And I wanted it so desperately. So like I said, for me, the second definition of, gr- of grief and loss, I'm sorry, that deals with experiencing feelings of grief and loss over something that you value so so much and you want so badly but can't have Mm -hmm. that was it for me you know we had tried for four years and just could not conceive and Mm -hmm. so it was something that was always with me even when I tried to push it away I mean like you guys you know Evelyn I think you had mentioned it I'm not sure but we've even talked about it amongst us how hard it was uh, even to go to celebrate you know family members Mm -hmm. events friends events um finding out that people were expecting my heart was happy but also in pain Mm -hmm. you know and it was one of those things where i did question god a lot Mm -hmm. and it was like god what is going on i love you and i know that you love me Mm -hmm. am i not worthy of having Mm -hmm. a child am i not mommy material you know is this not meant for me and Mm -hmm. my husband and that was the tough part because it was constantly questioning in my faith. And there were times where I was angry, you know, I'm, if, if I'm just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were moments where I was very angry because it was like, but God, your word says this is a special blessing, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And then my experience was because I had been married for four years, I don't know what it's like for other people, but we're the type of, you know, um, I don't know, I guess being Mexican American, we grow up with parents who come from Mexico who started having kids very young Mm -hmm. and have really big families. And so usually within like the month that you've been married, you're like, hey, pregnant. uh, Mm -hmm. I've conceived, (laughs) like I'm pregnant. And for me, it was like, I started getting comments from family members, friends Mm. that were, you know, meant well because they cared about my husband and I so much. And they were like, oh, babies are a blessing and they're awesome. But it became like, well, what's taking you guys so long? Mm -hmm. When is the baby coming? What are you guys waiting for? You're going to get old. And I wasn't like, I remember for me, it was so shameful. So we talked about not being able to discuss Mm -hmm. it earlier. I couldn't share it with people because I thought they would think I was broken Mm -hmm. or my husband was broken. You know, there was something wrong with us. Um, And so there was a lot of shame that came with that and I couldn't share it easily. And so when people asked me, I kind of cowered and I said, oh, uh, I don't Uh know. know? Or finally, (laughs) I remember speaking to my husband. He's like, well, babe, just be honest. It's not the Lord's will yet. And I was like, that's so personal, though. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but it got to the point where that had become my very like default answer mm-hmm. was just, oh, it's not time yet. Yeah. We're not in a hurry. But inside I knew it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. I was ready. I was in a hurry. Yeah. And I think people are like, they mean well. Yeah. Yes. When they ask. I mean, I know I used to ask that all the time. Mm-hmm. I think we don't know better. Yeah. Well, it's think, just like a conversation. That's, yeah. why, that's why it helps you to start being more sensitive. Because even we were talking about like even with people that, might not be married yet mm-hmm. you know that's, that's always right. the go-to is like, like when are you getting married yet? you're yeah. so pretty like why are you that's know you're true. so handsome Which, why don't you have somebody yet yeah. so that like, kind of bold goes through the whole like okay now how did we navigate yes. through that loss I was thinking right the same because thing. um i know that for me uh afterwards it was really tough because i had to continuously go to get blood work done those next couple weeks mm-hmm. and every single time was like like you were saying to me, like, you know, a punch in the gut mm-hmm. because you're hoping your, you know, mm-hmm. your numbers are getting higher and higher and they weren't, but the doctor was still like, well, let's, let's keep on seeing. And I almost just got tired of doing mm-hmm. it. And I was tired of this, you know, these freaking people poking mm-hmm. me all the time. And, um, and it just almost felt like it was just dragging on. Like, I just wanted an answer. Yeah. Should I keep up this hope that my baby is there or yeah. has, is my baby no longer there type yeah. of a thing? And then once I got the definitive answer, no, um, kind of with what you were saying, Sally, how, you know, our parents, um, being from Mexico and everything. And I don't even think it's necessarily just our parents, but I think even just the generation that they're from, Mm -hmm. um, or that they're of, um, it was kind of like one of those things. Yeah. It wasn't really so much talked about. You didn't dwell on it Mm -hmm. because it was kind of like, this is the way that life is, you know, Mm -hmm. in Mexico, for instance, they didn't have those resources, Mm-mm. you know, good medical resources no. in the town where they were from. And so you had stillborns. You had, mm-hmm. you know, um, our grandmother had stillborn births. Yeah. You know, she'd gone through miscarriages. Yeah. And every time we would hear about it, it was almost like in passing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was never like, it, yeah, it was just like that mm-hmm. in passing. And so. Or actually sometimes it wasn't even talked about. Yeah. It was kind of like it happened and every. But he just kind of moved on. Yeah. yeah. At least that's the way it seems. And so I stop and almost think like, man, how hard must it have been oh, yeah. for those women and men, you know, mm-hmm. that they did? Like, how do you even navigate through that? Mm-hmm. And so for me, at least within our immediate family, you know, um, of us siblings, I was the first one to experience mm-hmm. a type of miscarriage. Um, and I think that made it really hard just because I don't think... Um, you know, mom and dad, I think, didn't know how to navigate through it either. I didn't know mm-hmm. either, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was kind of one of those things where it was like, well, you know, we love you and we just kind of... And we're here for we're you, here but for we you. don't know how to be yeah, there for you. Yeah, that was it, yeah. exactly. I didn't even know what to think mm-hmm. or how to come across it or what, what next. Mm-hmm. I knew that something in my heart really hurt, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to work mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's really hard because like for us, the hardest moments throughout this that whole pregnancy was that was, you know, giving God that complete control. Yeah. And saying, Okay, God, I'm going to abide by whatever you want to because mm-hmm. I know 
it was hard for me because I wanted to, I wanted it to come out to be my outcome, mm-hmm. to your the outcome. outcome to be towards my favor, which yes. was you know there was a baby there still yeah. against all odds. I was I wanted that to be my story, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, the numbers were down to a hundred, but that baby was in there, and yeah. God enslaved that baby, mm-hmm. and that wasn't my case. I remember that I was I was torn. I was mm-hmm. I was completely deflated, and I remember that. The months following that were my darkest months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, and I hate to say it now, yeah. because I was not a gracious loser mm-hmm. at all. I it was, I was angry at God because mm-hmm. I couldn't understand how um, we had been trying. Number one for so many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two, you know, we'd gone through you know fertility treatments and nothing happened. Yeah. But then when we stopped, that's when um we got pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, our story is gonna be. Yeah, you know, we couldn't do it with the medicine, mm-hmm. but God stepped in the intervene yeah. and like, here's the baby. Mm-hmm. And then to me, it was like a, like, uh, like a prank, almost mm-hmm. like, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. I know that that's not the way that God intended it, mm-hmm. but it felt to me so like, like it was just ripped out of my hands. See, it's funny because you both have said the word, I was kind of angry. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why it took me so many years, I mean, this was 2013. Mm-hmm. I couldn't acknowledge that because I felt like God in some way I'm failing you if I'm angry mm. with you. Mm-hmm. So it took me so long. It wasn't until um, my friend sat me down and we were kind of talking about it. And she's the one that told me, you know, are you angry with God? And I would be like, no, what are you talking mm-hmm. where, where did you get that from the story? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not angry with God. Mm-hmm. And she's like, cause you know, it's okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. He knows if you're angry already. Mm-hmm. And I think the the real healing began once I acknowledged, God, I think I am angry. Mm-hmm. My best friend was pregnant around mm-hmm. the same time I was. And every time I see her little one, you know, mm-hmm. I think my little one would have been the same age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is, it's just hard. And so it's important then because we did have all these very raw and very <coughs> deep feelings. And we all have gone through our own journey when it you know, as it pertains to grief and loss, yeah. how do we move on as believers? How did you guys heal from that? You know, knowing that for, for you, maybe you said it took really being at that point where you were like, you know what? I am angry about this. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about how we did question God. Yeah. How did we heal from that? I think that I that's think important for me, to talk about. Um, the way that I healed from it and the way I think I've seen, I've tried to remind myself of key moments like throughout deep storms that Mm -hmm. I've been through, I try to always find, okay, God, or or, okay, Mabel, how has God carried you through these storms? Mm -hmm. What are those instances where you have seen his hand over, you know, your life or in that circumstance? So for instance, in my um, experience with miscarriage, first off, the doctor that I had, Mm -hmm. he was the head of the OBGYN department um, and a believer, and I didn't know he was a believer, um, but he shared that with me a bit and he didn't have to, yeah. or maybe shouldn't have, you know, um, in that meeting in his office when he told me that I, it was a possible miscarriage. Um, and then he followed up with me. He emailed me and called me mm-hmm. and I felt like in that God knew exactly what I needed, mm-hmm. you know, and just allowing myself to be still and letting God's healing power kind of wash over me. And him showing me kind of the things that I needed to take out of all of this in regards to my own heart. Mm-hmm. What about allowing yourself to grieve? Yeah, I had to do because that. Because you said that you were very like, oh, I can't be angry. Yeah, and, I, I didn't and let being myself angry feel angry is part of grief. I mean, you know. There's a lot of stages. If you look it up, you know, there's yeah. there's denial. No, this isn't happening to me. Yeah. You know, there's anger. Why me? See, I didn't do any of you those. You know, there's um, <laughs> I didn't there's bargaining. But if I do this, but if I do that, yeah. you know, there's um, that's depression, the and then there's also the acceptance. Yeah. But the thing is, grief comes and goes and in, in cycles. Yeah. So you can go in and out of any one of these cycles, and it still hits you. Because like, like as I watched Evie grieve. I could I can think back on when she was hitting yeah. a lot of those. I was, yeah, as you, yeah I'm like, I could yeah, see. I hit all of those. But yeah. she did. And with me, I just shut down. I was trying to do what I saw the other women 
that have come before me do, mm. which is, okay, Mabel, hunker up, mm-hmm. move on. You know, it's going to be fine. You'll have yeah. another baby. And not realizing that for me, like I, I could not do that. I just couldn't. Mm. For me, the way that I managed it was at the time not speaking about it. Yeah. And I learned personally I had to say something, even if it was to just my immediate family, to you guys, to mom and dad, and just say, hey, this is a big burden to kick. Because before it was just me and my husband knew. Mm -hmm. That was it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think, you know, he also shared with, like, our in-laws and stuff. But it was just, like, one of those things that, like, we just couldn't talk about. I I wouldn't. I just didn't want to. Um, And so once I was finally able to say, look, this has kind of been our struggle, um, I felt like at least I wasn't alone yeah. you know people cared about me and they were like quick to say you know well we'll, we'll be praying with you you know um we're gonna be here for you and you know those kinds of things um the other thing was really just I remember the day I finally just said look you know what God I got to that finally got to the acceptance piece which was so dang hard I didn't want to accept it yeah. like if this isn't meant to be for me I will die like that's yeah. just like how I felt mm-hmm. you know um and I remember I finally got to the place where I was like I kind of started, what helped me was I started really just evaluating the things I had around me. And while I wanted this so badly to have a child, Mm -hmm. and that was important to me, I had a lot too that I was thankful for. So I really think my faith did carry me through that. Because even though I was going through hurt and anger and pain and all this stuff, at least in my faith, I wasn't alone. There was someone I can turn to and be mad at. And that was my God. And it was okay to tell him, like, I don't think this is fair. You know, um, it was support. I mean, surrounding myself by, you know, people that I look up to that are very firm in their faith, that are believers that, you know, kind of just counseled me like, it's okay to be angry. Mm -hmm. You know, I get that you're angry, but also remember that, you know, God is a big God and he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And that was hard to take at the time. Like, I remember being like, oh yeah, it's easy for you to say (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Later, only in God's infinite grace and mercy did I finally get it. Like, you know what, God, dang it. Who am I to question Mm -hmm. why you give people and don't give other people? And at the end of the day, it was like, Lord, if it's not meant to be for me, and that's when I finally was like, okay, God, I've been trying for four years. If it's not meant to be, I got to the point where I was like, I will still love Love you. you. And even now Mm -hmm. that's hard to say, because that was a loaded thing to say. I remember just thinking like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know? Um, And so I can understand you, Evelyn, how you're saying, but if I say this, God might just take me up on this. (laughs) Yeah. But I remember at that point, I was like, you know what, God, you've given me a husband who loves me. I have an amazing family who, you know, even though we're not perfect, we do love each other and we're there for one another. And I said, if it's just not meant to be, then it's not. And God in his infinite grace was able to somehow work all things out like he he does. does. And Roman says it, he'll work everything out Mm -hmm. for the good, you know, those 11 men. I, I, yes, Mims, you're right. And for me, that's what started taking away like the anger yeah. and all that. And at least at, towards the end of it, you know, before the Lord, and it still took a little while longer. And I would always kind of remember like, oh, and I just have to say, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another thing that helped me to heal was watching Evie after you went through your miscarriage as you were going through it, you know, and your healing process. Um, and I know I mentioned this to you several times, but it always gets me because this is another thing that God kind of opened my eyes to and showed me as to how he was going to use what I went through Mm -hmm. for good was because I was able to be there with Mm -hmm. you and we just became buddies. Like I feel like our relationship changed because we had that kinship where you had someone that understood exactly your pain and what you were going through. And it wasn't just like, oh, Mabes, I know you love me. I know you're my sister, but you don't understand this pain. Yeah, because I remember... um, during the time when I was upset um, with God, I remember that I felt safe voicing that out with Mabel. Mm. Because I knew that she knew where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. And she allowed me to just kind of like go at it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that helped that a lot. And I think looking back, I was just I was just talking about this to a friend. It was... I remember during that time, it was so difficult. I was so upset. I was so, um, when I went through all my stages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but now looking back, I totally see God's hand Yeah. Um, there. I couldn't see it at the moment. I couldn't see how can. all of this was going <laughs> to yeah, work out. That's true. How 
But now looking back, I see how God was there every step of the way. Yeah. Because yes, you're right. I mean, I didn't have to go through this alone. It's awful that, you know, Mabel, you and I had to share this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think had I, had I gone through this alone, I don't, I don't know what the outcome would have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how I would have been able to, to, um, get by yeah Mm -hmm. i mean my husband was a great support um but it was it was a big blow for us Mm -hmm. and for me particularly um because you know you you kind of you yearn for this Mm -hmm. you you or the time when you you know you want to see a little one yeah and um and so for me it was um i still um was upset with him. And I remember one time I was just like kind of looking through different books and I picked up a book, um, how to grieve the child I never knew. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, it's by this Christian, um, woman and we'll have a link on it. We'll have a oh link yeah. On the yeah. Website. And not because the Bible didn't help me through because, you know, I still did, but I think it was reading her story mm-hmm. about how she grieved her, her miscarriages. Cause she didn't just have the one. Yeah. And thinking, okay, so this is what it's like. Mm-hmm. And I totally, I totally um, understood what she was saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, she compared it to, you know, going on a, um, she compared pregnancy to going on a roller coaster ride mm-hmm. and having to get off before it even takes off Mm -hmm. and that's how i felt i remember you had that anticipation you know when you're in the line and you have this anticipation that you know you know that that ride's gonna be have its ups and downs Mm -hmm. but you're ready for it Mm -hmm. but then having to just step out of line and that's how i felt at the moment and that helped me out a lot because yeah i was angry and i was like you know because it's like a journal and you Mm -hmm. have to journal and i'm like all upset Mm -hmm. writing my answers and you know how it's not fair and all this stuff, but God was good. I mean, even in, even throughout my wedding chess with mm-hmm. him, he was really Your good. Tantrums, I mean, yeah. my tantrums. <laughs> yeah, he was really good because I I said earlier that I I remember telling God, saying, "I don't know, God, I don't know how you're gonna pull me through this come <laughs> July 17th yeah. because you know I should have been celebrating a you know yeah. the birth of a child, and I don't know how I'm gonna get through you know Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know." 2016 because yeah. you know i'm gonna always remember that that's the day mm-hmm. i miscarried mm-hmm. and wouldn't you know <laughs> come july 17th i was pregnant already yeah. you know i was <laughs> like months away days. from you know yeah. seeing our little aj mm-hmm. and um thanksgiving 2016 you know there yeah. he was mm-hmm. celebrating you know his first um thanksgiving along with you know mabel's little one yeah and now thinking back, I'm like, God, I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve that mercy that mm-hmm. you bestowed, you know, because I know that I was awful. Yeah. I was awful, awful, awful. You were telling your story of you that I'm thankful that I healed. Like God knew exactly like how to work the healing mm-hmm. process through me because I almost thought, and this is going to sound bad and I'm sorry, Evie, <laughs> but I was thinking, I was like, you know, our stories were still so different. Like yeah. I had to wait years to have my daughter mm-hmm. afterwards and yours came so soon. Yeah. And I feel like if I wouldn't have healed, that mm-hmm. would have been really difficult for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. as a human. I would have yeah. felt like God, why, you know, and now I'm in a place where I don't ask that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't ask that. I didn't yeah. ask, well, how come Evelyn got her no, so yeah. soon? Yeah. <laughs> and it was when I had to wait so long, you know, yeah. And I agree with you, Mitch. It's one of those things that just really taught us to be very sensitive to those types of things. Yeah. I mean, I remember what it was like for me trying to conceive my daughter mm-hmm. and not being able to do that. And then when I actually announced it to you guys, you know, poor Evie, you were trying oh, to yeah. conceive. And I was like, how in the world I do gonna, I announce yeah. this in a way that does not and it's like how can you it's like a catch-22 yeah, yeah. you know no and it was i apologize like, i no, didn't handle no no, that no. Well. no evelyn you did you did though did. the thing is here's the thing this is what i saw from my perspective uh-huh. i saw evelyn really trying to be there for me and yes you did cry but i understood you because i would have been in the same exact boat yeah i got you you know what i'm saying and for me i wasn't bitter about it i wasn't angry about it i understood the pain yeah and i love i love you and so for me it was like 
I mean, it was almost like, how do you even announce it in a way? Yeah. And you yeah. couldn't. So it was just like, you guys, we're pregnant. And that was it. Yeah. We were very sensitive to like, even making any, you know, announcing any milestones. Not that I wasn't happy and I wasn't uh-huh. proud. Uh-huh. I think God did an amazing thing. Yeah. But I was sensitive to the fact that I knew what it was like to go through that. But, yeah. You're definitely right with that. Because I and I think... Um, Anyone that ha- that loves somebody that has been through whatever type of loss mm-hmm. or maybe they know somebody that, like we said earlier, you know, maybe they are longing for something that they don't have yet, yes. whether it's marriage or whatever it might be, you know, you are more sensitive to even like social media, mm-hmm. like what how we post things. Yes. Because the I know like you the words mm-hmm. used, because I know sometimes it would hurt when I would see, you know, people post things like, you know, with their purest intentions, yeah. but not realizing they deserve to be. Happy. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, when people post, for instance, oh, you'll never know love until you have the love of a child oh, yeah. or you'll never know love until you have the love of your spouse. <laughs> and when you're going, you know? what you're going through, you're <laughs> yes. like, and you're like, you're like I great. didn't need to see And that. it wasn't yeah. until one day Evie was kind of breaking down to me and she's like, is that true? Well, I <laughs> never know love until I know have known the love of a child. And I remember just sitting there and it was like, God, honestly, it was not me at all because I could never have come up with this. But it was like the Lord in that moment telling me, Evie, you've experienced the love of a mom and dad. Mm -hmm. You have siblings that love you. Mm -hmm. And that's a a deep, deep love. A husband that loves you. And that's a deep, deep love. Well, this love of a child is going to be a different type of love. You know love. You know love. And you have experienced love. And if if you didn't even have family, if you didn't even have parents that loved you or siblings that that you felt loved you. Or a spouse. Or a spouse. But you have... God's love. Experience the love of God. You've or the experienced love of a friend love. or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. More importantly, the love of God. You're yeah. right. But you're right. A you're love of a friend right. or whatever. So if you haven't experienced the love of God, I'm telling you, yeah. that's the most deepest, richest love I've mm-hmm. ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, guys, um, familia, you know, um, I know we've been talking a lot about the um, grief and loss as it relates to pregnancy and infant loss. Um, I think... Nobody wants to go through this. Nobody mm-hmm. says, yeah, Sign me I'll up. be tribute. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, but I know we talked about the fact that now we're a little more sensitive and it's mm-hmm. true. I remember my heart will always reach out to all those women. Yeah. That, and men. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah. And men. So I think for men, even it's harder for oh, them yeah. even because at least women, we have tons of support groups now online mm-hmm. and everything. But for like those, those men that have also have, face yeah. loss yes i think it's still kind of taboo for them yeah. in ways yeah and so for me i know i always i always i maintain you guys in my prayers yeah, every definitely. single day because i know i know what it's like to be on that side mm-hmm. again nobody wants to sign up for that yeah but know that you have you know people praying for you guys mm-hmm. and yes and that um that the comforting power you know of the Holy Spirit yeah. is always there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if that's something that you've never experienced or have understood, ask us questions, you know, mm-hmm. reach out to us, email. We would love to share that with you because it's something that I, as I've gone through these storms, I've seen, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have the Lord mm-hmm. to reach out oh, to. Oh yeah, I can agree yeah. with that. And so if you feel like, I, I don't know what that's like. I maybe have never walked with the Lord or I don't know. This whole image of Christianity or whatever it may be has never looked appealing to me. Um, I'm telling you, it's so much more deeper than any of that. Um, and we want to have that conversation with you if you want, you know, because no one is ever pressured to or anything like that. But if you want to, mm-hmm. um, we're here and you we're can yeah. email us mm-hmm. at a little mass podcast at gmail.com and we would love to have that conversation mm-hmm. with you yeah um, so, also familia if you've listened to this segment and you find yourself currently grieving um the loss of anything that was important to you or needing support to manage these feelings of grief and loss we want you to know like we said earlier there is help and we will be posting links to professional sites that will offer professional support yeah definitely um so i know that this episode's been a little heavy our next episodes for the rest of the month will be uh, a lot more lighthearted, <laughs> we promise. But it is important to talk about these things uh, that are near and dear to all of our hearts. You know, we've all ex- have experienced some form of loss um, one time or another. 
So as always, we are so grateful that you sit down at this round yes. table with us, that you're here with us. Um, we cannot wait um, to meet with you guys again on social media as we kind of continue this discussion and this topic throughout the week. Um, but thank you for taking us with you wherever it is you're listening to us from mm-hmm. at work while you're, you know, working out or um, stuck in traffic yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that beautiful traffic. Um, so thank you guys so much. Uh, for now, this is Mabel, Evelyn, and Celeste, and you have listened to A, A Little, Little Mass. Mass. Adios.